0: time for the Supercoach Professionals
1: Roundtable Podcast. And here's your hosts, Pauly G, Ryan MS, Peter Hanscom and Andrew muldock
2: Molinaroli.
1: Sure is. We're now just over a week away from the start of the season proper, our last pre-season show really, because next week we're previewing round one. Um, I am Polly G, Paul Brasetka. With you, as always, the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable podcast kicking off for this final pre-season show. Ryan MS joining us as always. How are you, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Good, good. Um, A lot of footy that uh, I've watched over the past few days. It's good to to get back into it, to be honest. Um, And yeah, a lot to talk about today. Andrew Moldock, mullin with us, of course. How are you, mate? Very well mate. Uh, yeah, looking forward to the uh, season. It's not long now. And Peter Hans, can Pete? Uh, your boys going down in the Charity Shield on Sunday. Not the best look going into the season proper.
3: Yeah, big surprise, wasn't it? But hopefully, um, things will yeah will improve from here. But yeah, picked up another injury, but uh, to Will Matthews. So yeah, it's yeah, it's just so, season started off just great. <laughs>
1: Let's get straight into it, into those um, trials games and, of course, the World Club Series as well. Uh, Friday night, the Tigers going down to the Cowboys. They're out at Campbelltown, 16-18. to 18. Um, Probably got a good look at Josh Alloway playing in the middle third in this one. The fact that James Tedesco had to sort of do most of the um, uh, creativity and attacking um, or be the only real attacking weapon out there um, and looking pretty good at it too with no Mitchell Moses or Luke Brooks. They're probably the two highlights to take away from that. Moses Souley, you know, you can see the athleticism. Probably didn't do an awful lot but he's still going to take a chance on him if he is picked in round one. And Jamal Idris, definitely looking the part while well, for the Cowboys, I thought Michael Morgan um, again probably the pick of the players along with Gavin Cooper. Um, I like his price, Gavin Cooper, heading into to this season and Jake Granville. And I guess the game we couldn't watch was the the, the under 20 slash reserve grade game where Callan Ponga scored three tries and Antonia Winnerstein injured in that game. Ryan opening potentially up the door opening up the door for Ponga
0: it certainly does uh there'll be a number of super coach um players just rubbing their hands together just waiting for that round one team and if he's if he's there um he's going to be one of the most picked players
1: bulldogs v the storm saturday afternoon twenty eight twenty four. the dogs running out winners although storm made a fist of it at the end um i thought josh reynolds um took over controlling the attack, that was interesting and him and Michael Leacher looked quite good when Moses Mbai went off early Kerrit Holland and Brenko Lee are going to be ones to watch if the Bulldogs are going to put up 20 plus points um, with some regularity this year, not sure if that's going to happen but they certainly took full advantage of a pretty weak Melbourne um, left side defence, not sure Curtis Scott's up to it to be honest out there, Um, on the other side Cameron Munster um, on the same side, sorry Cameron Munster also looking out of sorts um, Bellamy did persist and it looks like he will persist in round one with Munster at 5'8", so probably does harm to his super coach Performances um, Pete, the interesting guys were, I guess, Felice Cafusi. he was, you know, he had some good runs there scoring a try and Nelson Osofa-Solomono and maybe even Vincent Lului, um, I thought, you know, value options, cheaper options. Yeah, well uh, Nelson was
3: the uh, so Solomona was the uh, player that that Melbourne really missed towards the end of last year, and he's, he's a huge unit of a man. And, yeah, he might be, be good for Supercoach super this year. He just makes so many metres. And uh, and the young guy that they got from the Roosters uh, for this year, uh, Lulawai, he came out, and particularly in the second half, he really ate up a lot of metres, and that was running into, into blokes like Tolman and, and uh, James Graham. So he's one to watch it as well um you now so, melbourne seem to keep doing it their recruitment's great so yeah i thought he was a bit of a standout
1: any cheap forward under craig bellamy we always keep a close eye on i'm going to talk about felice Cafusi a bit later in the tweet section as well roosters uh v the seagulls the uh, manly getting up there 24 22 um andrew you were out at that game so i'll just let you you go through it really
2: yeah mate so up close and personally yeah, it was it was a good game mate um Eagles got up right on the bill, which is pleasing for me. But even though it's just a trial, we need need to take that. But yeah, uh, I was really impressed with uh, Latrell Mitchell, mate. He was he was pretty unstoppable in the centres. Um, he you know he might be worth looking at this year in the centres because you know he's not good price two ninety eight. Yeah, yeah. He might not have as many K's in his legs, so yeah. I, I thought he looked really really impressive as well as um, Ferguson too. Ah uh, yes, on the other centre, he um looked like he actually went down with the injury, but he played the rest of the game. So obviously they wouldn't have risked him if it was too bad. So um, he'll be fine there. Gordon was safe, fullback, nothing, nothing too uh, outstanding. He was kicking goals, so that's something to watch out for. Uh, Luke Keary, yeah, he was he was um solid. He outplayed Connor Watson, so I think Keary will be be the halves partner for for Mitchell Pearce this year, and um. I was really impressed with Isaac Liu. He just, uh,
1: just, yeah, he was so strong with the ball in the hand. Um, he's finished uh, He finished um, last year strongly. He played well in the nines. I mean, he's going to be in, he's basically going to take that role, that number 13 probably, um, off Guerra. He's playing that well. Yeah, well, that's right. So, yeah, he. he I just thought he,
2: he looked really fit and I don't know what it was about him. It looked like he had spiders on him. People, people weren't, didn't want to tackle him. He was just, yeah, he, was, he was played a really strong game. So I think he might have been for a good year. Um, the Eagles, so, I mean, like I said, they did win. But um, I was really impressed with Tommy T. I think he might be, the, you know, the, the, the fullback that you have to get into your team. He could um, be this year's Cameron Munster. Could be, yeah. I mean, he was, he looked, he was kicking. Uh, not goals, sorry. He was just, you know, putting a couple of grubbers in. He was a bit of ball playing. He put Sirinon over for a try on the on the right side, which is which is good. I think he he scored one for himself. So he's, you know, I think he's got it all. Um, Dylan Walker was good on the in the right centres as well, and he, he's also kicking goals. So I think he looked a lot more comfortable than he did last year. And um, saying that on the right side, I think Sirinon
1: probably will get the um get the gig as right second row. Um, was to power in the um playing in the middle or did he still be out at the edge he was in the middle he
2: was in the middle so so
1: Syrah is um, pretty much a lock
2: for one of those edge positions I, I, I think so I think so mate so I said it before the Frank Frank Winterstein he yeah. was on the left so I don't think he will get a starting gig so Tepau might go to the um, left second row but like I said yeah Tepau
1: was in the middle um, there's a good chance yeah, we, that both Winterstein and Sirinan could start with either Miles or Lussick on the bench, or Yes, the that's Ryan's right. Done.
2: yeah, Jakey Jakey
1: um, locking the scrum there. Mm.
2: Um, out the, yeah, out in the backs. I think Brian Kelly will probably get the nod over John O'Reilly. And Iwate, uh he looked fit and he looked okay under the high ball. So I mean, I might get him in just because of his price, but um. He might be a sell after, you know, a couple of weeks. But, yeah, I think Iwate is a must
1: at the um, start of the season. Could make you a bit of money to get yep. going. And then the, and I guess with the Roosters, you know, we talked up Connor Watson after the nines, but if he can't beat out kiri then you probably can't have him anymore. So that's a bit of a blow for people eyeing him off. Uh, the Raiders, you know, Like I said, oh, yep. I think
2: kiri will definitely get this get yep. the, um, the nod at number six. And he could, you know, he could be... A, a utility player coming off the bench yes he, he did I show that so. last year but I I think I think
1: um, I don't get first. he's probably <laughs> worth the price yeah and then we've got to wait and see Raiders v the Knights um, a smashing 44-0 now I was out at the Penrith Eels game I'll talk about it in a moment so Pete uh, you were you were there watching the live stream even though it was cutting out a bit I'll let you you go through that, probably not much to talk about Raiders-wise, but some Knights players that we were writing off only a couple of weeks ago that now we've got to have another close look at.
3: Yeah, this was quite a surprise. Yeah, once again, it's a it's a trial game, so you can't, can't read hugely into it, but, um, you know, the Knights look really well drilled. The standouts for me, I thought Jamie Bure, the former Sea Seagull, um, what a good buy for Newcastle. He's looking like he is. Like Hopefully, his, his legs hold together. Um, he seemed to play... More round uh, to the middle, to the right-hand side, and he looked really, really good. I thought uh, some good incisive runs that led to, particularly their second try. Um, Brock Lamb, this guy looks like a real talent. Uh, the spot has opened up for him at Newcastle, of course, with uh, Jared Mullen not being there. Um, so, and this kid just looked really, really good. He's he's running hard at the line, looked yeah, really good, organised in expensive, as well.
1: 172,000, no. very affordable.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. The other one um, that stood out for me for Newcastle, um, I don't know it's a centres aren't really the biggest scoring position in Supercoach, but Dane Gagai, we know he's a quality player. He plays well for Queensland every time. And this is the best game I've seen him play since Origin last year when he scored multiple tries in one game. And he he was just running hard onto the ball, looking elusive. And just overall, they just looked really good. And yeah, Gagai was one of the standouts, set along with young Lamb. Uh, Hodkinson was solid. The young fullback, uh, Pythian, was, was good also. But, yeah, Danny Levi, of course, we've, we've spoken about on the show before. Um,
1: They're good prices, guys, you know, like no, Pithian and, of... and Levi. You, know, yeah, you, could, you exactly. could pick them and, and Lamb. And, and the other one, it's decent price, Sioni and Metaudia. So you could end up with three or four nights here in your lineup.
3: Absolutely. You know how things change in a week. Like The Raiders had a lot of players out for sure but gee, they, they couldn't have done anything better and their, their defence was rock solid as well. So, you know, maybe uh, it could be an interesting year for the Knights.
1: Nick Kottrick, um, you know, they're still unsure if he's going to get the nod or it will be Jordan Turner. What did you, you see out of him?
3: Kotrick hardly got the ball. Um, you sort of really had to search for him and there was a couple of good elusive runs from him, but yeah, there wasn't a real lot there from anyone in a Raiders jersey to get enthused about. To be quite honest, um, I'm you know, I'd, with I'd the like to have another. Look, I think
1: um, Jared Croak is such an inspiration to them. You know, their yeah, lineup and it's a it's a, worry. It's a big
3: um, it's a big loss for them at this mm. stage of the year. Uh, also, so Jack White wasn't there either. Is another one of their their main backline players. So. You know, it it doesn't help things, and you know maybe you steer clear of the the Raiders uh, outside of the backs so until. Well, they play um, the Cowboys in North Queensland
1: in round one, and then the Sharks host the yeah. Sharks in round two, and they yeah. and have a great record in Canberra. So, it's not... so
3: important to to as we've said previously in the show to have a look at that early season draw because that that is a tough couple of games for Canberra. It doesn't get any tougher than that.
1: Penrith V, the Eels now. Um, I was out at that game, another one without the, the stream, so, yeah, frenetically tweeting out uh, no, notes as the game went on there. Um, I thought the game was actually quite a decent quality, even though there were some handling errors which are to be expected at uh, this early stage, and we'll see that in the early rounds. But the defence was a lot higher standard than most of the games we've seen so far in the pre-season. So I think these are two teams that are definitely going to have aspirations for a top four berth, which I guess is good um, if you 're targeting them super coach wise because you 're going to have um, you 're going to have games where they 're going to put up points you would think certainly the Panthers they look so dangerous any of their their big names, Matt Moyle and Bryce Cartwright, team Maria Martin Nathan Cleary, even um, Tyrone Peachy, I thought you know did had moments where you know if you 're already targeting them, you can feel good about the fact you 've put them in your lineup Um it 's interesting looking at. Dean Farre versus Peter Hiku. Um, with Dallin, Watini, Zalesniak li- likely to be out. They'll probably take a wing spot each. But even though Hiku looks the most athletic, Farre did outplay him. So I think that's an interesting one. Farre, of course, the cheaper option there. And um, probably, probably he's got to go into your lineup with a lack of cheapies that are likely to get the start. So do you think uh, PT will start the year at the centre? Yeah, no, I think that's a, that's a firm now. Phil Gould said uh, in during the Indigenous All Stars game, he's been training there. All off season, and um, he played there on Saturday night. So I think that's that's a lock. I don't. I think the way he played as well. He, you know, he had some good runs, made a couple of line breaks. Um, I think he's safe to to put in in that left center position. Um, I don't even know. Potentially, you could put him in your lineup. I mean, he looked that good. You know, when he got the ball, like he just. It's it's hard for people to bring him down, and Parramatta got a decent defence, but they still struggled with Peachy. Um,
2: I yeah, like... I think if if he plays a lot of minutes, he's he's a gun, a potential gun. Yeah. I, I was on him last year, and he just didn't play enough minutes. And um, I think, yeah, like I
1: said, if he plays enough minutes, I think he's, he's potential to go large. And, and um, Pen- more often than not, we've talked about Penrith draw before. I mean, they got the Dragons in in week one. Souths, you know, they ran rings around him, which we'll talk about in a moment uh, on the in the Charity Shield. I think Penrith are going to do even more, you know, in round one. And then the Tigers, who, let's face it, they did defend reasonably well against the Cowboys, but their history's not so so strong. So a couple of great <laughs> great early games, and they've got the Knights in there as well, who still an unknown quality quantity in round four. Roosters in round three, well, they've improved from last year, but still pretty good opening few rounds. Um, Lelani Lardu, again, good off the bench. Moses Leota. Uh, might be a name to keep in your back pocket as well. I, I was impressed by him. Parramatta, missing Corey Norman terribly. Bevan French had some good moments. Probably not, you know, a fullback. I'm just not so sure. Um, but maybe he'll grow into that role. Um, but I still think he's a little small for that position. Nathan Brown up the middle, looking good off the bench. So, uh, Matungi um, there as well. Hoping to see more out of Kenny Edwards. Probably didn't get enough opportunity. Uh, he's a guy that I'm thinking might make a step this year, but didn't see it so much in this game. Um, and then, obviously in the second half, like a lot of these trials, a lot of the young guys then came in. Um, the Wolves v. the Broncos, one of the World Club Series games, well, Brisbane, um, they were kind of caught with their pants down, I thought, Ryan. Um, James Roberts, you know, he still showed his class. Corey Oates got, you know, got some opportunities, and would have put up some super coach points if we were counting um, but not a lot to like Arrow not getting much of an opportunity. I'm wondering whether maybe there's issues with his training or something. He looked a bit unfit compared to others. He still looked a better player than most, but um, a bit of a worry here. We've talked about Brisbane in the last couple of weeks, but there is a big worry, and, and, and it did show in that game. Yeah, look, they they
0: looked off the pace, um, Brisbane as a whole, to be honest, um, and that's generally not the case when even when you have a team that's in their pre-season versus a team that's a couple of rounds in, um, in the Wolves. Um, But, yeah, I I do agree with you. Um, Pretty much everything you said there. um, James Roberts um, showed that, yeah, he has class, he's quick. Um, The thing is, it's just, yeah, they just seem to be something a little bit off with the Bronx, and maybe it was just the fact that they travelled over and weren't quite set for the game. I don't know, but uh, there's a bit of a worry um, for me, I know, I know we've told everyone that the Broncos have a pretty difficult draw to begin, and there's a lot, there's you know, not a lot of people that you're going to jump on. And this doesn't, well, I, I guess this confirms, confirms it, yeah. that that thought. Yeah,
1: Warriors beat the Titans, a big win for for the home side, twenty six to six. The Warriors looking sharp, you know. Roger Tuavasashek, I think he's the first guy you've got to pick now on the back of that performance. If not, you would already sort of were thinking that. He's been pretty good all pre-season. He actually led... Yeah, he's actually led the attack, not Sean Johnson. So maybe that puts you Sean puts Johnson down a pick. But Tuivasa-Sheck, unbelievable. Isaac Luke, he he looks fitter this year. That that could be a good option at Hooker if you can't afford Cameron Smith. And um, Simon Mannering, I, I still like. He could get over for a try, but um, that won't happen every week. But uh, I just... I think he's going to come back to what we've seen from him in years gone by as well. Why the Gold Coast, so many injuries. Look, Kane Elgy looks great. And he's at the right price to probably stash there on, on as one of your bench halves, probably along with Brock Lamb, um, unless you're going to go with the likes of a Jared Hayne or, uh, you know, like that at 5'8". But, you know, uh, Gold Coast with all those injuries, I am a little worried, Pete, that um, with so many injuries that, we might not see as much out of them, and a guy like Hayne, who's very affordable, might not get the opportunities.
3: Absolutely, um, yeah. The Gold Coast have still, you know, they're still got a, um, they've got a few new players there. It's and you know, Hayne only arrived late last year, and, and with injuries, it's, it may take them a little while to gel. So, apart from your standouts like a Ryan James, someone like that. It's going to be – you might be better off steering clear of them just for a few weeks. James is just too expensive.
1: We haven't – we have only seen him do that one year. I just can't say to take him, you know, at that price, especially when we're just not sure what Gold Coast are going to do. Uh, The Roosters have been very good um, so far this preseason, and that's who they've got first up. So that's going to be a tough game, even though it is on the Gold Coast. Um, Dragons Rabideaus, a big win for Souths 32-14. I think we mentioned it a bit earlier. Look, St George's forward look look okay. Jack DeBellin, um, Russell Packer, Tyson Frizzell, You know, Jay, Jay Field didn't stamp his authority on the match. Unfortunately, it looks like Josh McCrone's going to get that role. At least Cameron McGuinness had had some good runs. If you've been targeting him, maybe you know you're going to go that way. I still think there are other hookers. Uh, above him, um, but Souths looked great. Adam Reynolds, Cody Walker, um, young Braden Birds, both the hookers, Farron Cook, although they kind of cancel each other out. Um, Aaron Crichton off the bench, and, and Sam Burgess, probably your number one forward on the back of um, of this week, Andrew.
2: Yeah, he, he looks great. I mean, he looks like he was back to his kind of normal self. I mean, yes, he's pretty pre, expensive, but it's Sam Burgess, isn't it? You know, he's a potential captain every week. Yeah. Um, oh, I really liked um, Robbie Farah too. I I think he went back to more of his natural game, the one where, you know, he was competing for Smith as, a, as the... You know the hooker to have in super coach. I don't think he'll get the game time because no. um,
1: Cook was Cook. so good. Off the <laughs> he's bench. so good, as well. he's
2: really good. So it's really, it's really hard to justify uh, uh, Farrah. But if you know if something were to happen um, and Farrah was to play more minutes, I think he's worth definitely worth a look. Like I said, he 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 looked really um, sharp out of dummy half. You know, made his tackle, scored a try, um, and then there was the rookie out the back, um, yeah, Brain Burns. Burns. I mean, scored two tries. He looks the goods. Uh, if he doesn't start, um, if he doesn't start round one, I don't know. I don't know. If <laughs> Watching football, a different course. game. He, he was, he was, <laughs> he was like special, one. mate. So I think he I think,
1: he'll, um, I think that he's worth getting into the team. Yeah, and we'll talk cheapies a bit later in the show. But Braden Burns is certainly going to be one of the one of the guys we talk about. Uh, the last game was the World Club Challenge: uh, Wigan uh, v the Wigan Warriors v the Sharks. And Cronulla, just much like Brisbane, out enthused, I thought, out muscled, definitely outplayed. Um, Gallon and Fafita, yeah, stepping it up late, but overall, um, probably a bit too little too late. I thought Jared Beer was actually one of the, the better players for Cronulla, which is a bit of a worry because I can see a coach like, like Shane Flagan saying, oh, well, he, did, he was safe at the back, so he's my number one for the year, at least for the start of the year, which. You know, we'd probably rather see Valentine Holmes there. Jesse Ram- Raymond had some good moments on the wing. Um, he's probably still one away, maybe even two if, if the rumours are true Edric Lees heading to Cronulla. Um, while Jaden Braley, really, Ryan, was the one that, that comes out of this game with his reputation intact or even enhanced because he was pretty good out of dummy half.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, he was the best... He was the best one out there, out of Dummy Huff. Um, for the Sharks, uh, you know, outperformed for New- Brown. Yeah. Um, look, I, I don't think either of those guys would would end up being a 80-minute uh, player because I don't think they've got the defense to do so. Oh, I agree. But, you know, you just never know. Like, start of the year, there's a couple of guys out, and it's, you know, coaches are trying to find combinations, and you just never know, and especially with... um. Shane Flanagan, you
1: just never know what's going to happen. And bro, I really the second hooker. It, it's you're going for an out-and-out out cheapie. It's very risky because if your first hooker goes down with an injury in round one, you've got to waste a trade on on a hooking position. Whereas realistically, those early rounds, you want to be quickly getting out your studs that aren't performing before they go down in price, and you want to bring in those yeah, fast-performing guys that. For that so position. Miss the boat. Yeah. Yeah, for that position
0: and for the and for the reserve position for that, you probably want you well actually you
1: definitely want guys who are playing the majority, if not all no, of the game. I agree. I think I'm looking I mean Granville's three hundred, so you can do all right there. I was targeting Pete. he's injured now, um, but there's quite a few other names there you can go with that are gonna you know, if you had to play them in those early rounds, you're going to get a decent score out of them, and they should make you a little bit of money as well. Let's um, look all the all those um, the recaps of all those games in full are up on our website www.supercoachpros.com. So if you haven't already gone to it, do that. Uh, do that this week because um, a lot of important information. Some of those games not even telecast, not even live streamed. So. That's one way to find out what happened and how to help. That you know, one or two players, you know, could really help you um, after the first couple of rounds of Super Cage. Let's get into the previews now. Um, start with the Seagulls. Um, look, a lot of changes to Manly. One of the teams with the most changes, so we're, we're really trying to keep a close eye on it. As Andrew said earlier, it's probably Curtis Siren into the into the lineup with Winterstein, perhaps if To Power does play middle third. It, it's unsure whether Kelly or Jonny Wright's going to get that centre role. Obviously Dylan Walker's taken Matai's role, um, but there's the other other position up as well. Uade um, has definitely got a wing spot, so that's a good one for you. And the way that Treborovich brothers have been playing, they would be out of place in your lineup either. Andrew, I know we've talked about Manley quite a lot, but uh, you know you were you were there again on the, on the weekend. Um, there are quite a few Dylan Walker kicking goals, you know, but you, there's a, quite a few to pick there. Yeah, that's,
2: I mean, there's a, you could potentially have seven Manly players in, in your team and, and you wouldn't, you know, look out of the place. I think a lot of people are targeting the, the, the gambles, I guess, that Manly are, are banking on this year. Um, like I said, I think Awaita is a lock, uh, get him in. Um, Tawojevic is going to be, you know, set and forget, you know he might even play origin this year, so he might think about that down the line a bit i guess um and then, yeah, I think um Kelly will eventually get a, a go in the centers um I don't think Wright will will see the season out uh, so oh, he's he's bargain basement, kelly and, and he looked he looked good, so I think um I think th- there's some th- three guys in the back line um with the fords. Uh, I didn't didn't cite Sean Lane, and he, he's sitting at 143, I think, and uh, so I don't, I'm not sure if he's someone you want to maybe you watch. Um, yeah, he's gone but, off our radar a bit, not getting the opportunity. Yeah, he has. He hasn't hasn't m- much media or, or any attention lately, so I'll be just watching him for a little while. Um, yeah, like I said, Sierra, I think will get the right right edge spot and. He looks good, mate. He, he, he does. He looks like he's got a bit of um skill about him, so he can offload it, and, and he's a big lad, so he can break some tackles. So, um, yeah, plenty of options in the Manly team um, this year, early early on in the season.
1: Sharks coming off, you know, winning the grand final last year. I think it's going to be tough for them, um, as it always is when you're defending premiers. You know, you kind of got the target on your back. Um, we talked about those cheapies like... Brayley and, and Raymond. Um, when we talked about the World Club Challenge, um, and maybe Ryan, you know, that, it's going to be tough to trust those, as we said. But what about for Feeder and Gallon? I mean, you want to get some some studs in your lineup to start with. But but are you concerned? Are you staying away from those two because you know we haven't seen an awful lot from Cronulla so far?
0: Um, look, if and I'm not saying that I have or am. Um, I wouldn't have a problem in doing so um, at the moment, anyway. Uh, look, I think it's a bit tough uh, because, well, a, it's you know it's pre-season, so it's very difficult to pick, um, you know, how a teams going to perform. And yes, the Sharks didn't look great um, World Club Challenge, but um, I think those two guys, they're, they're pretty much proven that they're going to get you points. I'm not saying put both of them in your team, but um, one of them wouldn't be out of place. Uh, and I'd, I'd actually probably lean more towards Fafita than Gallen. Mm, um, yes, I know Gallon's not going to be playing Origin this year, but I also think that he's prob- probably going to get a few, uh, some less minutes this season as well.
1: Injury concerns are always the case for Paul Gallon. Um, and like you say, what if he plays this minute's age is catching up with him? That's why he's not playing origin. So it's a bit of a balance out there. Yeah, tactically, we'll talk more about tactics next week, but tactically um, you do want to get some really big names in there because you can always take them out before they lose their price. You don't lose any money for them. And obviously if they do go large early, you've got them and you, you're in the hunt overall. You can't afford to not have those points if a guy like Feeder or Gallon does go large. So... It's a tough one, but um, it's the type of stuff that can make or break it. And Cruella haven't been that crash hot so far, and it will be tough for them um, as well. Um, the Storm, it looks like Munster's going to stay in at 5.8, uh, as we were saying. Croft was playing pretty well, but probably not even going to get in the 17 now. Um, the one big one is Felice Cafusi. I think he's won himself a starting role, um, Pete, after that game that you talked about um, a little bit earlier. Um, he was he was very good and and maybe it's more those cheaper options although Jesse Bromwich and and Cameron Smith you've got to at least consider as well.
3: Yeah, we know that um, like Cameron Smith is like five hundred twenty three thousand, but we keep raving about him. He, he, the reason it's five hundred twenty three thousand is because he's extremely extremely good. Uh, Bromwich is just absolutely rock solid. Um, the performer every week. is New Zealand captain as well. He doesn't get injured either. And, you know, he's that little bit younger than someone like a Gallum who's, you know, is I think Brovich is just, just peaking, come kind of the peak of his career now. Uh, but as we said, like, Bellamy has just had a, a record of turning seemingly average or young players into just extraordinarily good players. They're players like, and no discredit to someone like Brian Norrie who, I think, played at the Dragons and maybe somewhere else before he went to the Storm. And and ended up like a, and won a premiership down there, and just absolutely worked and worked and worked, and mm-hmm. and that's what you can see coming from some of these young guys. I think someone like Cafusi, as we mentioned, Solomon and, and others down there could be um, great options, and something players to keep an eye on. You can't discount anyone in that Melbourne pack at the moment.
1: Andrew, what's you know your your take on Tahu Harris? He's very expensive, four forty eight, but obviously you can stick him out in your centre and winger, and he'll put up. You know, second row type points for you most weeks, um, but that price is a bit high, and, and you know we haven't seen that much out of him so far this year.
2: Yeah, I think he's a he's a weight. I think um, yeah, he's just too 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 expensive for now. Uh, I think you can. There are other options there um, for probably better value, but like I said, I think um. At the moment, you're just sitting back on Tohu Harris. I mean, he might he may get more mi- minutes now that Proctor's not there, but um, yeah, I, I don't think um, I don't think his price does him any favours.
1: Vunivalu and Addo Car Ryan are, are those guys that you you want to bring in, and and what about the cheapy or well, reasonably cheapy one forty three thousand Curtis Scott?
0: Um, look, I think out of those out of that lot, um, Vuna. Falu is probably your man. Um, yeah, he's going to uh, be the most uh, costly of those three, yeah. but um, I, I think yeah, he will absolutely pay you back in spades. Uh, I can't see let's um, see the Storms' attack and their style of attack changing a hell of a lot, and that's where that's where a lot of the points were scored um, last year and. Obviously, Vinovalo in his, in his rookie year was um, pretty, pretty awesome. Um, he's just a little bit more uh, consistent than Adokar. Um, but as always, um, when a guy goes to Melbourne, generally <laughs> their consistency increases as well. So you've got to uh, look at that. Um, but yeah, I, I do like Vinavali, um, even if he is a little bit pricey.
1: Looking at the Tigers now and um, obviously Simona with the off-field issues is, is gone and, and Idris is going to fulfil a centre position. Whether it be Rankin um, retaining spot on the wing or Moses Suli gets an opportunity, will be one to watch. Um, the youngster Suli, obviously good price. Um, so I say Su playing on the edge um, in that trial game, be the Cowboys. So if that's likely to happen, then maybe Tim Grant, or Ava Sia-Manifagai get the start there which um, pushes Josh Alawai to the bench but Alawai could actually increase um, his um, super coach output um, playing in the middle third um, he was very strong, he had a bit of Andrew Fafita about him um, with some of those barging runs close to the line um, on Friday night um, I guess the big one Andrew is James Tedesco, you know he's a, he's a high price but he just again looks so good every time he gets involved, which is most plays, let's face it. Um, do you have Yeah,
2: a- I think I think you're right, mate. He's he's expensive, but he's just one of those guys you need in your team and you know what you're gonna get. I mean hopefully he gets 100 he a hundred and you don't have
1: him. You know. Yeah,
2: that's right. So I mean he's going again he's gonna play origin this year, so you're gonna have to take that into consideration, but some like Teddy, you know, he potentially can score four or five tries in a game and you need, you know, you want that sort of um, upside, don't you, when you're, when you're playing um, super coach. So, yeah, for someone as skillful and, and, and you know, potential to score tries, you, you need to get him in the team.
1: And Pete, I know we talked about the um, hookers earlier about trying to find two 80-minute hookers. But yeah, Michael Rick Looked good on Friday. And Matt Ballin's there as well. They're both pretty affordable, very affordable. Um, are you watching the team lists at all next week? Is he even considering uh, one of those guys?
3: Well, we, we keep talking about Cameron Smith and uh, we mentioned Josh Hodgson as well. Um, I've, noticed, I've mentioned that Cameron's got the harder draw. Listen, there might be some Value in someone like Balen, you worry about his injuries because, like this bloke, was tremendous just a few years ago. I'm sure Andrew probably still laments the day that they that they lost that manly lost Ballin. Um He's a fine player and he looked good in the brief appearances that he had with the Tigers last year. And he works and works and works. And now with that Farah there, he's I think he's going to get the 80 minutes worth of time. Cherrington's not there. So who else are going to be? I think
1: that... Mm. Well, Mickelrick did look be... good, and, that, and I was surprised. But he looked quite sharp at a dummy half, so maybe they share the role and, and, and like the Farrah Cook situation, cancel each other out. Yeah, just at the start Yeah, of the that is a well.
3: problem.
0: Sorry, just to bud in, because um, Liddell may not be ready for round, uh, round one or two, um, and the same with Balin as well. Yeah, and that's
1: part of it, is that Lidd- Liddell's probably on the back burner and it will be between Mickarick and Ballon whoever gets the start you you know maybe if you just if you just got no other option and you got to get a really cheap hooker in as your second one you could go in that direction but then there's Braley as well obviously as we talked about earlier Um, Gold Coast a lot of injuries for them Um, and that game via the Warriors they're going to be I think one of their 17 unless he's also suffered an injury is, is Morgan Boyle um who isn't even on Supercage yet? So we'll be writing to them, I think, today and saying, "Please, can you get him in?" Because if he's there at in you know, 122,000 and in the starting 17, we'll have to think about him. Um, Dan Sargentson's probably going to get a role in the centres. Obviously, Conrad Hurrell went there, and as did Jared Hain. You know, middle of last year, they'll still be there. No Nathan Peats; he's one of the hookers gone. It looks like um, Tyler, um, Tyrone Roberts is going to play hooker. Um, Levi Pulu should get a start. And um, Kane LG also looking good, Andrew. But it's going to be hard now to really trust any Titans players. It
2: is. <laughs> I mean, they looked the goods until that troll game. And now everything's kind of up in the air. I, mm. I, I still think um, Hayne is worth um, having two, a look yeah, at. Two percent. 44,000. Very cheap. He's a dual, dual, um, dual positioner, um, you know, and, you know, uh, was a super coach stud and, you know, we everyone knows what he can do. So he's he's worth looking at. Um, LG, for the lack of a genuine cheapie in the halves that's mm. going to play.
1: 226, not bad.
2: It's not too bad. So, um, yeah, he, he might be worth having a look at. Because um, you know we've all got a feeling that that Mary won't be playing Jai Field for the St George, so you don't really, we don't really have any other yeah it's it's LG GP and options. Land
1: maybe you know one or both of those guys on your bench. I think at this point, I think Field's definitely off the off off the list.
2: Yeah, and and um and I I do think that um uh Ryan James he's probably priced himself out at 487, just for now. Um, just, you know, they've got a reasonable start to the season, but, I mean, with all those injuries, I don't see them winning too many games, so they might struggle for for points straight up. Um, so, yeah, maybe just, like, like I said before, just wait on some of the
0: Titans players.
1: Ryan, are you going to give Conrad Hurrell a shot?
0: Um, no, I'm not. Uh, I don't think that his... Uh, I guess the word "value" is what I'm looking for, but it's not quite—it's not quite right um, with Conor Herog because we know that he's so uh, enigmatic. enigmatic. Yeah, exactly. That uh, he can just do—you know—do anything basically. It depends if his mind's on the job, and you just don't know week to week what he's going to bring. And so, I think there are a lot better options um, than him um, in that position. Having said that, he, now he's probably going to, you know, blow the whole comp open after six rounds. But um, I just, I think, I think the risk is too much.
1: And finally, his former club, the Warriors, the last team for us to preview in this in these preseason podcasts. Um, you know, two of us are checked back from injury, looking great. They're at fullback. lola is going to stay on the wing, even though Foran doesn't come into round three. They're going to go with Adahingano in the five-eighth role. Simon Mannering looks back to his best as well. i um, be interested to see if Mamalo gets a shot. That if I, coming back from injury, might keep him out. But Mamalo looking good um, if he gets a chance. And then the forwards, a lot of them, guys like Gave, Vete, Gubb and Lissoni all looking pretty good. No, Madalino for the first few weeks down with injury. Um, Ryan Hoffman may have copped uh, an injury there in the trial. He did cop an injury in the trial. Haven't heard yet how many weeks he's going to be out for. So I guess that opens the door for Bunti Afoa, who looked pretty good running off Sean Johnson late last year as well. And then Isaac Luke. um, Pete, I mean, another hooker there that, you know, you could pony up for.
3: Yeah, there's a lot of hookers available um, that are, you know, he would be one of the ones you could look at as as an 80-minute player. Once again, like at South Sydney, he was very, very good. Uh, some slight temper issues aside, every now and again, but um, one of them will cost him a grand final spot. Uh, but last year at the Warriors, it just didn't seem to work for him at all. Um, I'm not he was overweight, sure wasn't he?
1: He looks better now. He looks fitter. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what that's all the reports have
3: been saying that he's he's looking looking fitter and raring to go. Yeah. So, if that's the case, then then look out. Um, he could well be, you know, going up towards. You know, be like a Josh Hodgson, probably not to Cameron Smith level super coach, but, but not far behind Hodgson if he gets that consistency mm. uh, in his game and yeah. the quality that we know he's
1: capable of. Well, he's priced as the top, one of the top three hookers, so you'd hope if you're going to pay for him, he'll play like it. Um, Andrew, what about Sean Johnson? Um, he's high-priced as well. Is, are you even considering him or are you waiting maybe around origin time?
2: Nah, get him in. I love I love SJ. You know how I feel about him. Um, yeah, four, four, six, 4 I think, I mean, like I said, regarding Sam Burgess and Cameron Smith, you know, you need to spend some money on, on some guns and I think he's one of my first picked every year. Um, you know, a potential captain against some of the lower teams. Um, I think he's kicking goals again this year. I think Isaac Luke won't be kicking this year. I think, yeah, Johnson's injury is a bit, more under control, I think he will be be a bit more controlled with uh, foreign there after round three, I think it is. So, uh, yeah, Johnson all the way. You know, don't John- to worry about
1: origin, Johnson bring him and, in, and two Shek you You'll save your money yeah. on Tuvalašec anyway because he's way underpriced.
2: Yeah, and I think I think he's the captain this year yeah. if if I'm correct. Yeah. Roger yeah. Tuvalašec. Yeah.
1: Well,
2: he was in the trial anyway, so nah, yeah, yes they're, they're both under under underpriced. Um, sorry. Sheck's underpriced, get him in. Um, Good and get get Johnson in.
1: Let's move on to the tweets now. Um, under the radar asks, right now, who are the can't miss cheapies under 150k who will definitely start? Well, it's a loaded question because the three that are most likely to start now are Ponga, Brayley, and Kotrick. And all three of them might not even get to the third game where they get a pop. Now, of those three, I think you know we've all talked about how much we like Ponga's upside and his natural ability and talent. so I think he's the obvious one to go with, um, but very worried about the other two that they'll even get you into round four where you need you know you need them to get that um, price rise. On the flip side, Ryan, some guys that have played pretty well look good. But we still don't know if they're going to get named in Brian Kelly, Jesse Ramon, Brayden Burns, and maybe even Moses Sulley. So I guess it's, you know, it's, at the moment it's the can't miss cheapies. And who will definitely start? It seemed like they're two different camps. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 poles apart um,
0: at the moment. Uh, this far out, and I know it's not that far out, but it's still far out. Um, look, what I would do is, and my, um, I would. I would put in the guys that you think are going to play. So, you know, you have, well, Ponga might play, uh, sorry, Ponga might play um, and that kind of thing. But if he doesn't, that's fine. You put him in your team early. And if you've got, if all of a sudden round one comes along and goes, oh, look, here's six guys who are going to start. Then you've got a then you've got a choice of guys that you know are definitely starting. Um, you'll have to obviously do your research or listen to us um, uh, to know how long how long they're going to be next in there. Are week, they just one week proposition? Are they going to fill in for the first four rounds? Yeah, are they going to get that spot as you said?
1: Um, some other names to consider that are probably going to be somewhere in the seventeen. They aren't basement price, but they're one fifty six or lower. Patrick Vivai, Matt McKilrick, Matt Ballan. Moses Leoda, Dean Farre, Curtis Scott, Sam Hall, Patrick Cafusi, Vincent Ludelei, Dylan Pythian and Clay Priest. Um, any of those guys you, you at least have on, on your watch list, and like Ryan said, you're making your final decisions um, you know, when we get the Tuesday now, 21man team list. So we're re- you're going to need us more than ever, from, you know, Supercoach Pros, um, because we're going to have to somehow analyze that 21. 21- yeah, the team
0: that's, a, that, that's
1: a real curveball. Let's throw yeah. out. Well, that's why we watch every game and, and we, you know, I love a term I heard on talking about the NFL, the, the assumption of rational coaching. And, you know, we try to apply the resu- assumption of rational coaching, but sometimes, <laughs> Paul McGregor, <laughs> we don't get it. Um, Shane Flanagan. Oh. up. <laughs> so but we'll be applying that rule. And so for most teams, you know, we'll... Probably get we get it. We we'll get it pretty close. Um, Brett Cruikshank asks, "What are your thoughts on Tim Brown and Felice Kafusi?" Um, I know. Well, I guess Andrew, I know Pete, and I have talked plenty about Felice Cafusi already. Um, you know, what are your thoughts there? I think uh,
2: maybe Brown you can probably move on, but Kafusi's he's got he's got a bit of a
1: potential. I think um, I think he'll start. I think he's beat, beaten Kenny Bromwich for that the Proctor position that was left.
2: Yeah, and and like we said with Melbourne's forwards, they just they just know how to you know they just get in, do their job, and it, they you know in turn and that accumulates points for us uh, in the Supercoach land. So I think um, yeah maybe Tim Brown not so much, but yeah Kafusi's a, a definite um, watcher.
1: Justin Jane Nenga asks: um, With a number of mid-priced or mid-range price players like George Burgess, Peter Wallace, Josh Maguire failing to show any signs of supercoach potential, are you still considering any of them? Did anyone else catch your eye from the weekend? I I think none of them we were really considering to begin with, and and, um, there's nothing to change our mind. But Pete, um, any other names that sort of caught your eye in the in the games you know that you watched on the weekend?
3: Ah, well, as I said, I, I saw the, the, uh, Newcastle Canberra game in detail. As I said, the the players there I've already mentioned, you know, Blake's up, uh, Brock Lamb. I thought he'd be a good, good, um, low-range player. We've discussed that, but, um, yeah, not a, not a lot at this stage. Um, the others, like I would expect someone like, um, Josh McGuire to, to maybe improve as the season goes on. He's, might be a bit of a slow starter, but, uh, Peter Wallace is once again one of those, um, Competing, uh, although he's I think he's still captain for Penrith, he'd um, be competing for the hooking position with Mitch Rain as well. Or, and of course, you've got Nathan Cleary at halfback? So, yeah, I think I'd be steering clear of him as well. So, yeah, it's a there's nothing really in that little group to, to recommend at the moment. I don't think
2: I'll tell you what, Can Josh? I just, uh, I'll just put yeah. in here. I think, um, Josh Maguire, he's 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 two um two positions now, so he's second row, front row, yeah. Um did notice he's wearing number 13 now, vacated by
1: uh, the supercoach god, Corey Parker. Yeah. So, I mean... It is a misnomer, if... but isn't it? A 13 is a third prop, and the fact that they get to play in second row in supercoach, I really dislike it, and I wish they'd do away with it. I think if you play middle third, you know, as Trent Robinson coined the term, middle third, an edge player that we use, um, he should just be that, that front row forward, and if you play on the edge, you get labelled second row forward. All these dual positions, I know it's a bit of a rant, but it's, it really takes away from the skill of it, super coach-wise. Oh, of course. But, I mean, it's good for us. While yeah, we're going to take advantage. we use it for? <laughs> <laughs> um, Justin, I did have a list of, of um, those mid-price players I wrote down uh, a couple of weeks back, so I'll just refer to that. Not all of these guys um, have done that much the last couple of weeks, but Jake Granville's on there, Maria Hargrives. Um, Robbie Rocco, we haven't seen much of him. Simon Mannering, I think um, a bit overpriced, but I think he's going to have a good year. Corbin Sims, Scott Bolton, Gavin Cooper, Kenny Edwards, uh, Cohen Hess, who might take a step back if up, goes up there and gets minutes. Um, Joseph Tarpany, Kane LG, we've already mentioned, Adam Reynolds, um, Tim Maria Martin, um, Michael Morgan, um, although he's a little bit expensive. Dylan Walker, I think's right up there. Um, Walker Blake, Manu Ma'u, Mitch Orbison, George Tafua, um, Will Chambers, although I didn't like what I saw from him in the Melbourne games, maybe he comes off the list. Isaiah Yeo, also probably didn't have the best game there for Penrith. Um, Conrad Hurrell, Jarrod Hayne, um, Roger Tuovasashek, and um, James Roberts and Matt Moylan. So there's some more names, just to at least keeping eye on there around those middle prices. Um, I guess we'll go back to the Kafusi question just quickly at Supercoach Pros, Ryan. Cohen Hess versus the Brom- Bromwich or Kafusi, which one is his best option? I think we can cut out Kenny Bromwich, but out of Cohen Hess or um, Felice Kafusi, where you're, where you looking there? Um, I'd go for Cohen Hess, to be honest. Um, I think he's uh, one of those
0: guys who are prob- uh, probably due um, to you know take that nest Next next step, um, his price is uh, pretty juicy at two forty three,
1: nine hundred. He just needs um, the minutes. He just needs to get on the field. Yeah, of course. And that's, I think that's, Ethan will play middle the third. That's thing.
0: But, but I do think he's going to get more minutes this, this season, um, being that, uh, yeah, he's been there for a little while. And, you know, uh, as, as they tend to do, they tend to build players up. So I, I think he's, he's ready to go.
1: Finally, Sue Rascals asks if Farah spends time at lock and Cook gets extra time on the field, will he be worth picking up for buy rounds? Andrew, what do you make of that one?
2: Oh, I already kind of played my cards with Farah. I think, like I said, at hook, I think he's he's fantastic. I think he's back to his natural game, um, you know, popping out a dummy half, running the ball more, um, getting off loads, tackling heaps. I don't... No, I mean he, he can play eighty minutes, can't he? But I don't know if he, if he will. I just don't think um, I don't think he'll do that too early in the season. So I'm, I might wait and and just see on Farrell. But like I said, I think if the more game time he plays, um, he's usually got a good uh, well he's he used to have a really good points per minute um, average. So I think Defense, you know, he's strong defender, strong defender. So, so yeah, he's half he's. For he's, tries. he's yeah, I think he's got a lot of potential to to um, you know, bring him back into the team. He, I mean, he was one of my first picked a couple of years ago, and yeah, obviously that the game ago. plan changed yeah. um, with different coaches. So I think he's going like I said, I've said it a couple of times now. Yeah, going back to his natural game, I think I think it's only going to help him super coach wise.
1: The interesting thing, I'm I'm a bit more i will probably take a dissenting view. I think Farron Cook rub each other out super coach wise. I think it, they could both do really really well, but I'm just worried about them taking away from each other but Farrah's and Michael Ennis talked about it on the, the telecast there on the Charity Shield on the weekend how Farrah straightens up South Sydney and gets Adam Reynolds playing straight and um, I think it's I think Farrah being in that line is going to be a boon for other Souths players I think you can really look at you know three, four, five Souths players because of the fact that Farrah's going to really have them going in the right direction out of dummy half and I think we'll see what the what, Cronulla, what Ennis did for Cronulla, we'll see Farrah do for Souths, and vice versa. I think Farrah will get a new lease of life. There, oh so. mate,
2: he's a, he was a quality player, has been yeah. for many years. I think obviously it was just a bit stale at the Tigers, and you know he's going he's got a point to prove this year,
1: doesn't Absolutely. he? So yeah. um, he, you always see it, don't you? So he's gonna, yeah. I think he's gonna have a good year. I think I agree. Um, that bet does it for the show, guys. Uh, a big show for our last pre-season one. Um, and next week we'll be talking those 21-man team lists and uh, getting straight into it. So, Andrew, thank you so much for tonight. All good, mate. I'll, um, I'll give you uh, my premieres next week. Yeah, we'll do that each and every season. Of course, our grand finalists, premieres and wooden spooners, Pete cow so I think some of us might be coming for you. But thank you for, for tonight.
3: Ah uh, oh, well, <laughs> we shall
1: see. Uh, Tipper
3: uh, wouldn't spend a couple of years ago on
1: the 8th so you never know. <laughs> That's right. Well, mate, we'll talk to you next Tuesday, of course. Back to Tuesdays for sure next week. Ryan, we'll talk to you then as well. Thanks for tonight. Yeah, no worries at all. I'll uh, yeah see you all next week. And I am Paulie G. Paul, Paul Grisetka of course. And make sure you follow us on Twitter if you haven't already. We're gunning for 500 followers. We really want to hit the mark before the season starts, we've only got 8 more days, I think we've still got 40 something to get, so if you haven't already done that, follow us on Twitter, and uh, go to the website the player pages are up www.supercoachpros.com great opportunity if we haven't quite covered everything there that you wanted, go have a look what we think of it um, on those player pages there's, you know there's not quite 500 names um, profiled, but it's pretty close, so hopefully you'll get your answers there And, of course, the trial recaps and and World World Cup series recaps as well on the website. And we'll be back next Tuesday, as I said, for the opening uh, round edition of the Supercatch Professionals Roundtable podcast. And we'll see you then. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.